are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The gifted Booker, backpedaling three, got it. Big shot. Three, two, oh man, welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. Ooh. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network, host of Locked On Mavericks, and joining me, one of the most excited, happy people I've, I've seen. There's I think, nobody in a long... <laughs> Adam Mares, host of Locked On Nuggets from DNVR. Adam, what you got for me? Man, I'm telling you, there's there's not five people in the world happier than I am right now. I got to watch my Nuggets <laughs> win. I got to watch my guy Nikola Jokic step up in the clutch and come through. And I watched the Lakers lose, not just lose, but get ran off the court by a very talented Phoenix Suns team. I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling great. This is interesting, too. A lot of interesting things to get to in this one. So much stuff to get to. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up, which I think is going to be pretty easy to guess coming up later in the episode. All right, today we will break down the Lakers-Suns closeout game. It turned out game six for the Suns and two closeout games. The Denver Nuggets-Portland Trailblazers closeout game six as well. And then we're going to do our power rankings. We got best first-round performances by a player. I have five, and I'm I'm 100% sure Adam will disagree with, with some of these. So <laughs> we'll get into Probably. it. Let's start with, with the Lakers. I mean – Going into it, Portland was up three. How many times did this series just completely turn its head? And it's happened so many times in this first round series or this first round where like the Mavericks are up 2-0 and then the Clippers win the next two and everyone's yeah. like, oh, the, the Clippers are going to win. And then now it's like the Mavericks win the win game right. six. Lakers, it's the same way. The Lakers go down first game. You're like, oh, dang. And then they come back and win. They're up 2-1 and you're like, oh, dang, yeah. the Suns are out. And now it's like back and forth. So the Suns yeah. are up 3-2 going into this one. Drummond is out. Of the starting lineup. That was kind of a big deal because everyone was saying that, well, they have to keep Drummond in there for politics reasons and all that. Obviously, the big news was Anthony Davis, whether he was going to play or not. And it honestly, this game came down to Anthony Davis going in there, trying to play, and then the Lakers basically wasted the five yeah. minutes he was in the game and then the three minutes of shock afterwards. It was it right, kind of yep. felt like it wasn't an injury like Gordon Hayward, but remember when Gordon Hayward went down? And the Celtics were just in shock for the next five minutes, and it just, oh, they yeah. just lost. They lost that game when Gordon Hayward completely went down. It felt like that for the Lakers, and it kind of yeah. came down to that. And I've, the whole series came down to that. I mean, let's be honest. I think that had Anthony Davis been healthy, I think this would have been a six or seven game series, and really kind of a coin flip. I mean, the Lakers fully healthy. I think the Lakers are the best team in the NBA this year. Uh, but obviously, they had their issues, especially with Anthony Davis, and you hate to see him. I. I really applaud him for going out there and giving it a go. Um, you know, I mean, clearly he wasn't healthy enough to do this. And he would, if it didn't happen five minutes into the game, it would have happened five minutes later or what have you. So you feel really bad. And you're right that, um, you know, the Lakers just didn't have an answer for that. It's funny because coming into the playoffs and even when Anthony Davis went down, you thought, well, LeBron James, he's still good enough to do this. He's still got all that. I got to say, he got injured, and it's tough this year, but he's only getting older. And the LeBron James that we saw since he returned from injury, not sure he is actually anymore the player that can carry a team like that. Not out West. So, um, you know, I feel bad. I honestly feel bad for Lakers fans. I feel bad, obviously, for Anthony Davis because you don't like Come to see on. him go. No, I do. I feel no. bad for Anthony Davis. Like, I don't, you know, I, I don't like to see him go down like that. But the Phoenix Suns, without Anthony Davis on the court, significantly better team, and it played out over these last two games. 
Yeah, it, it's, it came down to Anthony Davis. And do you have any take on the, the discourse of, like, Charles Barkley was calling Anthony Davis street clothes right. and everybody, yeah. you know, makes fun of Anthony Davis for all the injuries. And then he goes out there and he tries. He really goes out there, tries to give it an effort. The doctors cleared him, I guess, to go out and play. And then he gives mm-hmm. it an effort. He gets hurt again. And then it's like, oh, Anthony Davis is just this injury Oh, man. I mean, here's guy. the thing. It sucks. Like, the injury-prone label, what can a person do about it? You know? I mean, your body either works or doesn't. And, and so uh, – Obviously, my opinion of that is I think it was pretty pretty gross uh, of Charles to say that. He probably would take that one back. Um, you know, and I don't even yeah. like talking about a player saying, oh, they're an injury pulling this or that. Like, uh, groin strains happen, and they're happening more and more in the NBA, especially for big guys because big guys now have to cover so much room laterally, and that's where you really put the strain on those adductors and abductors and all the groins and everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I just feel bad for him. I really do. I don't think – he had been healthy for the last few years, you know, more or less until this season. Um, it's just bad luck, man. It's just bad luck. But the NBA is full of this. Like this happens all of the time, and and it, usually people overlook it for whatever reason, but it happens. So the Lakers are down. I, it's all about the Lakers in this. Even though the Suns, we'll talk about the Suns are a legit team, and they went and they won this game. They took this game, but still, Suns were up thirty six fourteen at the end of the first quarter. It was over fourteen was points over. in a quarter. You were right. You just can't. It was over once Anthony Davis went down. It was over. Like the the and the, the five minutes after that, the game was honestly. You looked at that score. You looked at the game and the way how it worked, looked, and you thought, "There's just no way." Phoenix is a good team. Part of me, we've talked mm-hmm. a lot about the Lakers, and we can t- continue to talk about what it means for them and all of that. But the thing about Phoenix is they pass the ball well. They shoot the ball well. They defend well. Mm-hmm. They're high IQ players. They cut yeah. well. They share the ball. They have star talent and, and Booker, by the way, who we haven't even mentioned his name. It was the first mention of him tonight. And he was absolutely dynamic going for 47 points, including eight three-pointers, eight of 10. Like they have stars. They have role players. They have guys that buy in. They have leadership. That's a great team. So saying that the Lakers weren't able to overcome, you know, this or that's not like they lost to some scrub team. Phoenix is great. Oh, yeah. And it, this season, it's going to come down to who's solid and decently hey, healthy, really right? especially in the West. It's like it's like unless you have the star player like Luka, Jokic, uh, and then the Nets guys, obviously, like unless you have that guy that can just completely take you over the top, uh, you have to just be solid yeah. and healthy. Right. That's that's what it came down to for the Suns and the and the, the Jazz so far. But yeah, it's Phoenix in the second quarter get out there their largest lead, forty eight to nineteen in the second quarter, just a huge margin. And then the Lakers go on a little bit of a run there. And in the third quarter, the Lakers find something new. They decided to go real small. They were playing Gasol a lot. Drummond didn't play at all in this so game. Wild, Did not play a single second in this game. And Marcus Gasol only played seventeen minutes in this one, and Montrezl Harrell played eight minutes in the first, all in the first half, mm. I believe. And so the Lakers decide to go small. They decide to trap Booker. And then they started going on a little bit of a run. And that's when people started right. turning the TV back on. And Great third check quarter. Back in. Yeah. And then – but they basically just were giving the Lakers fans <laughs> false hope because they just couldn't do it. This team just doesn't have enough shooting to be able to come back. And the Suns have too much shooting, like you said. They're just too solid. And there was a couple possessions in the end, in, in the fourth quarter, where the Lakers are starting to come back and they were starting to make a little run. It was about six minutes and 43 seconds. Chris Paul took, takes the ball and just gets a little three over to the right for, for Bridges and then hits a three or hits a long shot himself. Yeah. And it's just this calming force that Chris Paul and veterans like that bring. And he basically he righted the ship for him right then. And then it was kind of. It's funny. If you look that. at the playoffs, especially in today's NBA, 
because I feel like today's NBA, there's just more, there's more information, you know, there's more skilled players of this or that. The Lakers were a team that had two players that were absolutely essential and a bunch of other players who were great, but they were designed to fit around those two guys. You couldn't lose LeBron. You couldn't lose Anthony Davis, but you could have probably lost one or two of the, any of the other guys, because those guys were all there to defend, shoot space. And it was very simple. Whereas some teams are built a little bit more like, okay, you lost this guy. We're going to we're flexible. We're a flexible team. We can now become a little bit more defensive oriented or whatever. And that's just, the Lakers weren't able to do that. So um, you're right. All you talked about, you look at the stat sheet tonight, you see LeBron with 41 points, 26 field goal attempts. The next closest was Schroeder with 41 41 minutes, minutes. 26 field goal attempts, 14 field goal attempts for Schroeder. was the second most like, who else did you really expect to step up tonight? You know, that's the, that's the thing. If Anthony Davis goes down, who was it that was going to help you overcome a great team like the Phoenix Suns? It's just they didn't have it. I mean, especially with Alex Caruso out with with that right. ankle injury. I mean, as soon as he went down, it was I was like, man. And even look at Montrez Harrell tonight. Yeah. <laughs> can't come in and, and look at Montrez Harrell tonight. Him. Eight minutes, a minus 16 in those eight minutes. And this is what I mean. They just had no answers. Like, who are you going to yeah, go to? Yeah, it's wild, man. It's wild. Montrez Harrell, I'll tell you what, if there's one guy that might have to put his foot in his mouth, he really talks some trash about the Clippers and try to dance on their grave when they fell down 0-2. It has been all downhill since he sent those tweets uh, for him. And, you know, he better pray Dallas closes them out or else he might end up looking, you know, he might look a little bad. Well, and if the Clippers lose to the Mavs, you know, in game six or seven or whatever, uh, Montrez Harrow and Patrick oh, Beverly may like they may have to oh, go try no. to find You're their right. own place in yeah. the league somewhere else. <laughs> Both those guys are just getting what do you ostracized. Think, though? Can I ask you what uh, you think yeah, this so, means for the Lakers? Because LeBron has now been with the Lakers for three years. We all throw away that first year because it was a little weird, you know, Lonzo Ball and Ingram, and then he gets injury. injured. And I mean, even if he didn't get injured, I don't think they were winning the title that year. They probably make the playoffs, maybe even win a round or two, but a title contender, probably not. Then you win the title. Now you're bounced in the first round. LeBron's getting older. I just, it, it's wild to think that we're three years into this experiment. And yes, there's a championship, so you can't call it a failure. But I don't know that you can call it the success you pictured when those, when you know, when he went west. You have to just, you have to cap it. There's so many, there's so many like expectations, and then you don't meet it. But there's certain reasons. Like if we, we just said, if Anthony Davis win. was healthy, they probably, probably would have won this, this the game. whole thing, man. Honestly, or, man, they were really good. Right, they probably would have won the series and then gone on. Like this, this season is going to have so many butterfly effect moments in it. Maybe not necessarily out east because it seems like the Nets are inevitable. Now, maybe if one of those big three goes down, then all of a sudden that's you know a big moment. But in the West, there's so many butterfly effect moments where it's like, okay, what what would happen if you know uh, like Chris Porzingis doesn't hit a three at the end of Game Five and the, the Clippers actually win that one and go up three two? Or what would happen if you know Donovan Mitchell can't come back and or they he, he you know, whatever. And then the, the Grizzlies go on to win or whatever. Like there's just so many different things that could happen. But for this Lakers team, you have to, I think you have to qualify it, but it, they're not this juggernaut. They're, they, we're not going to talk about them and look back on them as this, oh, they were this dominant team of that era. We're going to look at them and say, oh, they got that one championship. And then I don't know, could they come back next year? Are you expecting them to come back next year and be the favorite? How do they retool this well, team? If, if I, I'm if just, history tells I'm me just, anything, they're probably going to get at least one more superstar. Um, so they'll, they'll, they'll be, <laughs> they'll probably end up being fine. But I, in all seriousness though, you know, 
LeBron James just being at, at the age that he is, you know, the injury he got was a pretty much a freak injury. But you also just wonder, man, those injuries start to add up the older you are. And, and I, you know, I hope for the league's health and that he is healthy and for his sake, because I think he has been more or less a very good ambassador for the game and, you know, a great star. But at, at some point, man, it just this stuff happens quick. And, and this was a year where you thought, OK, he's still the king. He's still on top. But, you know, that just wasn't the case tonight. He couldn't. Couldn't get it done against this Phoenix Suns team, and I don't know, man. We'll have to wait and see, but it's certainly – at this very moment, I'm looking at it and going, wow, one run during that bubble season. Not to take anything away from it, but that was the one run they had so far. That's wild. That is really interesting that they weren't able to do it in Staples. Either. Had to go <laughs> I'm not taking anything away from anybody with that, though, but – you know, it's just weird. It's just it's just strange because you're right. They didn't get the you know the parade. They didn't get the the home crowd, the confetti, any of that stuff. Well, if any team, if any team's fan base could could like yeah. spare a parade tonight to go. go to, right? Like yeah. they're they they're theirs. gonna be okay, right? Like <laughs> they're gonna be okay. All right, let's talk about the Michelob Ultra moment of the week. Let's just start batting a couple around. Throw out a moment that brought you joy, happiness, enjoyment. What was the biggest? I mean, obviously, I think for you, yeah. it's the, the Nuggets. No, but there's the even better one. I think out. we have to give it to him. We probably are gonna talk about this guy later on. Trey Young taking a bow in Madison Square Garden. Mm. What a what a d- playoff debut Jeez. for him and for him here's how you know you're a great player when you can go into a a place like madison square garden where there's a rabid fan base put them out in five games like really kick their butt and then bow in a way that they all respected (laughs) like knicks fans hate trey young but damn it do they (laughs) respect him that was an incredible moment the bow the just the the trash talk back and forth back and forth the game mm. one where he just starts really going Shush. off and you're like oh dang this could really come back this could come back to bite him really bad and oh. then it just didn't and he he was able to just overcome all that that is absolutely a great moment um yeah i mean the the mavericks i think was, was probably a pretty good moment winning game winning game five i think there's probably a couple other the, the suns win i think for a lot of people because there are for as many lakers fans as there are and there are many they come in droves online but there are just as many fans that hate the Lakers. I think this Lakers team getting bowed out. The fact that uh, I think we had, um, what was it? Um, Ben Golliver tweeted out a video of LeBron just leaving the court without shaking anybody's hand or anything. Like, I think that probably that moment right there probably gave yeah. a lot of people enjoy. That's wild, you know. I'll give him a little bit of a <laughs> pass to right see now, him. but I'm, I'm curious to hear his post-game commentary. I'm curious to hear all that because that definitely, not a great look, but like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait and see what happens there. Go check out the other tons of exciting ultra moments with the hashtag ultra moment. It's only worth it if you enjoy Michelob Ultra, 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. We'll talk about the Portland Trailblazers, Denver Nuggets series coming up. All right, Adam, let's get into the Denver Nuggets. Close out the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, This one, Michael Porter Jr. goes off in the first quarter. I never hear from him again. (laughs) Nuggets just... Uh, uh, they did, this man. One they, out. they did it behind, you know, their superstar MVP, soon to be named MVP. I hope, by the way, I hope they, na- I hope soon, like they're getting when? through the awards here, and I hope they get through it soon. Like <laughs> I was sweating it out to be honest here as a Denver fan. If Denver fell behind in the series, and then he had to get the Dirk, you know, hey, I know you're bounced from the playoffs, but can you come back to receive? Like I was, I was starting to sweat it. I'm not gonna lie. 
But Jokic in this series was just absolutely brilliant. Um, the Nuggets got down big in this game. You mentioned Michael Porter in the first quarter. He had 22 points, I believe. Was it six three-pointers in the first quarter alone? Just absolutely on fire. We've been waiting for a Michael Porter moment in, in this playoffs. He had it tonight. But it all came at once in the first quarter. And uh, Yeah, right. <laughs> and all his points came in the first half, too, by the way. 26 and, points you know, total the in all stories, of them were in the okay. first half. Yeah, no. But sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need that from a team. You just get a role player that gets hot. No and doubt then you have about it. If I can break the down the, the series now that it's over and kind of just give the – Yusef Nurkic was so important to Portland Trailblazers. Um, he provided defense against Jokic. The, you know, neither of these teams good at all defensively. Trailblazers are a little bit worse. I think the 29th – you know, second worst defense in the NBA this year. And when Nurkic was on the court, they could get just enough stops on Jokic, make it just hard enough that they could outgun him with great play from Damian Lillard and Norman Powell. And um, But when Nurkic was not on the court, they were getting absolutely smoked. And in this game, Nurkic avoided foul trouble. He fouled out in games two, three, and five, all Denver Nuggets wins. In this game, he avoided foul trouble until the third quarter where he picked up all of his fouls, just one after the other after the other. He goes out <laughs> late in the game. They have to switch him off of Jokic in fear of, of him you know, fouling out again. And then, interestingly enough, Michael Porter has closed every game in the series until tonight. Instead, Michael Malone elected to go with Michael Green down the stretch, mm. who grabbed some big boards, um, you know, hit some important free throws. But more importantly, Portland had been hunting Michael Porter in the clutch. It was their go-to offense. Try to get Michael Porter switched out on the Dame and let Dame time begin. Tonight, you have Jamichael Green on the court, who's a competent defender, and I think Portland only 14 points in the fourth quarter. And I think they were a little bit lost. Our game plan, our game plan was to go up Porter. Now what do we do? And so they, they got stuck in the mud, only 14 <laughs> points in the fourth. Jokic took over in the entire second half and was magnificent. MVP caliber, 36 points, eight rebounds, six assists, and just dominated down the stretch to put this one away. What is it about Jokic that he can just take over and do anything? Because I, I was watching some of this game and just he gets a, a pick and he rolls down the court and gets yeah. a, a, like a dunk or whatever yeah. a dunk is for Jokic, like a lay-in. He, so he can pick and roll. He can pick and pop. He can hit the three. He can. He's obviously one of the best passers in the NBA. Like there's nothing a big man can do that he can't do. And then there's nothing a guard can do that he can't yeah. do. Like, there's just and I so think many even things. more importantly, like, he he's so malleable. And this is the thing about him that I think most fans or casual fans or people that just don't follow that closely and maybe you watch him once and you're like, okay, I don't know what was so impressive. But what's so impressive about him is that he really can do whatever it is that is needed. So if you need him to post up, he's a great post-up player. You're going to play him one-on-one. -on -one. He's going to score. You're going to double him in the post. He's going to pass. You need him to go out on the perimeter. He's going to shoot threes. He's going to cut. In this series, one of the ways Denver really drew fouls on Nurkic was rather than just post him up, they put, ran him off of pin downs and double pin downs, and they caught. he catches the ball on the move and makes a move as if he was a guard or a wing or something. And, you know, for a center having to fight through screens and then guard a guy on the move, that's just so hard. And so pick and roll, you can use him as the screener or as the ball handler in pick and rolls. Denver does often. So it's just he's just so dynamic. And if you watch it once, maybe you don't appreciate it. But when you watch it all the time, you'll see one night he's down in the post. The next night he's running point from from pick and roll. And next night he's sl a slasher. And it's just it's amazing to watch. Tonight he had 27 points in the second half alone when it was winning time. He goes 9 of 15 from the field, 8 of 8 from the free throw line. It just he was so dynamic that he as the series went on, he figured out Portland. And um, you know, there's just nothing they could do about him. 
Portland, man. Mm. The, the, what do they do now? Because people are talking about blowing it up. I mean, you saw Kendrick Ugh. Perkins was like, hey, go play Dame. Go play with the Lakers. I hate and the that Celtics. we do this like, at okay, the funeral, cool. right? Like, Portland just <laughs> lost. Their fans are feeling the worst. Yeah. And here we are saying, you know what? Portland doesn't deserve you, Dame. Go to go to the Knicks. Go to the Lakers. Like, come on, man. Let them grieve. Let the people <laughs> grieve in silence. <laughs> See, I would argue you just just pile it all on at once, right? Just just wait until I mean the free agents <laughs> right. is not until what like August second this year or something like that. Like just That's pile it all funny. on now; yeah. they'll get over it by uh, then, and he'll stay. I mean, uh, but yeah, he's had some incredible games in this in this series, and mo- some of them in losses. Yeah. This one not necessarily his best game, but he just didn't get the help. He just didn't get the that help that he needed. And well, I, I what mean, do honestly, do? Do I make a move? You do get the sense that this might be the end of, of an era for Portland. And I don't mean that with Damian Lillard, but you look at Terry Stotts. Um, you know, does he come back? Is it do you do you feel like yeah. after I think Portland has been knocked out in the first round now four four years in the last five or four seasons of the last five seasons? So, you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe you look at that Yusuf Nurkic after the game had some really interesting quotes, basically alluding to the fact that he's not a guarantee to come back and that maybe his agent, you know, maybe it's time to move on or what have you. So it might just be a team that's ready to, you know, to, to try something else. I would hate to see Damian Lillard leave. I love what he means to the city of Portland. And I love what he means to the NBA as the sort of star that has been in that one place. But you know, all of it's on the, it feels like at least all of that is on the table right now. The one thing I'll say about the team from a roster construction standpoint, Norman Powell, good defender, not great. Uh, Nurkic, good defender. McCollum, offensive player. Lillard, offensive player. Carmelo Anthony, offensive player. Anthony Simons, offensive player. They just didn't have a very a lot of two way guys. They had a lot of one way guys, and I mean they really were as no. bad defensively as advertised. Yeah, they had their full complement of players though, and Terry Stotts still like couldn't figure out a way to get this team to to work or even play decent defense. Like, I, think all, I think all of it. Said. I think all of it. Is uh, your co-host, I don't know that you can build a great defense. Like I said, when Nurkic was on the court, they did enough. But and, and it's funny. Here's one thing I will tell you about this series: yeah. the Lakers last year had Anthony Davis, uh, Javale McGee, uh, Dwight Howard. They had guys that they could throw at you, know, like multiple bodies, and they needed that. And I wonder if teams now with Jokic, I wonder if Jokic is the caliber player where you look at it and you go, can you go into the playoffs knowing that you might, you're not going to, but you might match up with the Nuggets. And if you do, you need to have at least two bigs because Portland had Yusuf Nurkic. And even though Jokic cooked him, it was like, okay, at least you slowed him down. And nobody behind him. Rondé Hollis Jefferson was playing center at the end of this series because Cantor could not get it done. I mean, he was getting <laughs> smoked like he wasn't even there. So Rondé Hollis Jefferson no. was there. And I wonder if going forward, any team that considers this themselves a contender has one token backup big who's only there for one series and for one player. <laughs> oh, exactly. that's the Eric Dampier Memorial roster that's spot That's a great right there. one, that's man. A... <laughs> it's definitely Eric. Maybe it could be Eric Dampier, to be honest with you. What's he up to? Yeah, what is he doing? He's probably not doing anything, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. So your co-host at Locked on Nuggets, Matt Moore, said, it's insane the Blazers didn't win that series. He said that on Twitter. It, it, to me, yeah. Yeah. I, kind of, right? Like, they're missing Jamal Murray, and the Blazers just couldn't take advantage of The Nuggets of it. had the best it, player it in this wild series, me. and I don't think it was particularly close. And Damian Lillard had himself some incredible moments. I'm not trying to take away from it. But Lillard impacted the game primarily as a scorer. And primarily, his two biggest games in here were in the series were Game 2 and Game 5, both of which were sort of no-hopers. Denver's up double digits, and he comes out and just drains you know, 10 straight threes. Impressive as it is. But it was almost more desperation scoring. And if you look at it, this is going to blow your mind. Damian Lillard, he was scorching hot in the series. 
Jokic averaged 34 points per game. Jokic averaged 33. Think about that. Jokic averaged almost identical. He scored what? Man, five? Yeah. <laughs> well, he scored 55 scored in a game in this series. Like, Lillard in, this, in this entire series. That's just wild, man. Yeah, that the averages are so close, yet Lillard had that 55-point game and all that. Man, that's just that's Eighth, absolutely right. wild. Uh, all right, coming up, we're going to get into – we're going to get into some of these uh, incredible, incredible performances like the Damian Lillard game, like, you know, John Morant, like, like Jokic for sure will come up in here. We'll talk about that and get into our power rankings coming up. Let me tell you about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Why would you want to spend all your time trying to go to a brick and mortar store just to look around, see that they have one part that may fit your car? You have to figure out if it's the exact specifications and all that. When you can just go to rockauto.com, their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. They know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Also, want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I have one every day. They're absolutely great. Love eating them. They are, uh, they're really good. Some people put them in the fridge, some people like them. Just in the cabinet, just as is. You can carry them with you. They're made with 100% chocolate, 180 calories, uh, 18 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar. That's the coconut almond. Some of them have less calories than that even. The raspberry is 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar. That is not a lot for a bar that essentially tastes like a candy bar. You can kind of not tell the difference sometimes when you eat one and when you eat a candy bar. So go check out Built Bar. Go look at all the different flavors available and then go get the best ones for me, the ones that are always available. Mint brownie, solid. Raspberry, cherry barcia, the double chocolate is great. All that. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Adam, let's do our weekly power rankings. The best first-round performances so far, by the way, recording this real late Thursday night on yeah. June the 3rd. So a couple of games still have yeah. to be played in the first round. Not many, but a couple. Uh, you have a – okay. Number I was five. Gonna say, are you going to do honorable mentions here or are you going to go straight into the list? Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's do the, let's do the honorable mentions. I'm throwing yeah, all, the play in, all the play-ins in the honorable okay. mention because I don't know where to – I don't know where to put him. Yeah. Tatum, 50 points in a play in in the play-in game against Washington to advance. That one was huge. Mm, John Morant, yeah. 35 points against the Warriors to advance. Jonas Valanciunas had 23 and yeah. 23 in the play-in against one. the Spurs. They advanced the yeah. first time. LeBron had a triple double against the Warriors <laughs> to advance in yeah. that crazy yeah. awesome right. game. Honorable I mean, it was sure. you know, honorable, right. honorable mention. Just a mention. Maybe not honorable. Sure. Maybe just a mention. <laughs> uh, another honorable mention. Durant. 42 points in game four. Um, in a win I'm, I'm against a little the, surprised the Celtics. He's not the top five, I'm not putting it in there. I can, I'll, I'll hear the case. Okay, I'll hear it. There are a lot. Yeah. There's too many. There's too But he went three of three from three and 11 11 from the free throw line that game. What, wait, I have uh, one man. more that I know is okay. not going to be All right, in your number top five. five that I have, to put, I have to put on this list. It's a little bit of a shocker. Okay. Are you ready for it? Dill. Dylan Brooks, 26 <laughs> points per game in the playoffs. Yeah. He shoots 50-40-80 splits in his first playoffs, man. That's imp- that's a great debut for the young fella. Uh, he deserves that it. Was, that's that's a really good one. That's a good one. Dylan, 
He's the reason <laughs> they true. win and the reason they lose. But yeah, shout out to they did win that one game. So <laughs> shout out to him. All right. Number five Great. for me, Devin Booker in this closeout game, 47 points, 11 boards, eight oh, wait, of 10 Are you three. giving, so this just is just single game performances. Oh, I got you. Okay. All right. I was, I was single mistaken. Game. All right. Yeah. Single game. So okay. and Dylan sure. Brooks yeah, ended up game one would have counted, but uh Devin Booker in, in, in that closeout game six against the Lakers. Yeah. That one was absolutely massive. There's too many. Like there's there's just too many performances. But yeah. that was that was number five for me. Number four, John Morant, yeah. 47 points in a loss. I just thought I thought that game yeah. was just so awesome from John Morant just to come out against the Jazz, who are just this well-oiled defensive machine and all that. And to be able to put it like the way he was taking it to go bear in that game just was an incredible performance to me. Took him to another level. He seems like a, you know, he's yeah, a budding star, which we already know that one for sure. Number three, Damian Lillard, 55 points in the loss to the Nuggets. That game was just man. Number three, I guess because it came in just, a loss, just but watch I, we've seen Steph Curry get that hot. I've seen Clay Thompson get that hot. I'm not sure I've seen anybody else get that caliber of hot just from three because they were all the same shot three pointers deep threes and he hit like what nine in a row i mean my goodness you i can argue number two on this list in three to flip two and three and put lillard at two uh but yeah that lillard game was wild one of the one of the best games we've seen Uh, this year jason tatum 50 points in a win against boston against against brooklyn because it's against brooklyn the only game they won okay i'll take it i'll allow it that one was uh, yeah they did (laughs) <laughs> but they won, they right? Like they good. won that game. They're, yeah. they're supposed to get swept. That mm-hmm. team was awful. That, that Celtics team. Oh my god. Number goodness. one, full no over. surprise. You're doing you're doing power rankings just like I do. <laughs> Little going full. I'm going full homer on this one, but there's a reason. Luka Doncic, game five win, 42 points, eight boards, 14 assists. The Mavericks were like, everyone thought they were out of it. The Mavericks won the first two games. Clippers won the next two games and they got destroyed in game four and everyone was just down on them. And then Luca came out and just had one of the most incredible games I've seen. And uh, yes, it is. I'm I'm biased. I am the host of lockdown Mavs, but I thought that was a a gut check win for Luca and the Mavs. And I just thought that he, he took it to another level. And now some people are saying, is he the best player in the playoffs right now? I'll tell you what, man, he pulled this off tomorrow night. Um, He's he probably has a case. He played a pretty clear case for, for at least in the first (laughs) round. Um, Yeah, man. What I think is cool is when you get great young players and we saw this last year, like he stepped up in the playoffs last year, but sometimes you just want to know, can you get over the hump? Can you like do what everybody picks against you to do? Can you overcome even the expectations, which were admittedly lofty and being up three Mm -hmm. games to two right now on a team that features two superstars, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And by the way, two guys that if you just went and said, who are guys that can guard Luca? It wouldn't be – there's not a lot of names you would put ahead of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So yeah, the fact that right. he's been able to just be completely and utterly unbothered by whatever it is the Clippers are trying to do to stop him uh, is pretty amazing, man. That kid's that kid really is special. And he got no help from anyone else. Like Hardaway Jr. had 20 points in that game, but yeah. I think he shot like 30% from the field. <laughs> it was like no one else had double digits in in that in that game at all for him. So it was just almost him and no one else. So yeah, there's my list. What which ones did I miss? The Trey. Oh Young, man, I, I would definitely give it to Trey Young. Probably, I mean, probably, but I don't know that, if that he was gets, statistically. Yeah, the, maybe the numbers at the end of the day weren't high enough to match some of these other ones. But I'll tell you what, he gets the style points that put him over. The style points for where it happened, both game one and game five, <laughs> both being in Madison Square Garden. And just anytime you can go in, I think about the atmosphere we saw at Madison Square Garden, because because it's this sort of 
coming out party for everybody from this pandemic. And there was so much energy in the building. And there was they did such a great yeah. job of booing him and talking trash. And what did it do? It, it fueled him. It absolutely and, fueled him. So he he probably would have cracked. He probably would have cracked my list. Probably game one. And the fact and the fact that the, like there's all this yes. pent up. Like, well, like you said, coming back from the pandemic, the first time everyone together. Also, the Knicks haven't been good for a long time, like a real long time. So there's all that pent up Knicks rage. Uh, and there's a video circulating online with a, a man in a Spider-Man costume interviewing <laughs> some New Yorkers. And man, it was uh, there was some pent up rage there from New York. I don't think Jokic had a single game that you know, ends up cracking it. But here, let me just read. I mean, honestly, all the of them. I think too, if you was look one at his, I if, I, if you go through, he averaged, I think, he yeah. had 36, 38, 36, 34, 32. So like he was right at the same spot every single night. He kind of gave you the same thing. But <laughs> let me give you his final numbers, okay? 33 points per game. That's the third best number in the playoffs behind Lillard at 34, Doncic at twenty at 35. Here are his shooting splits, 53, 43, 92. He went 50-40-90 in the first round on 33-10-5. and five. That's just, I mean, that's just absurd, man. That's absolutely absurd. And, and and here, just to set this day again, I don't know if there was a single game that, that it's like his average was all great, uh, and every game other than one was great. But I want to set the stage because I don't think everybody understands this. Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, one of the best backcourt duos in all of the NBA. The Nuggets were without Jamal Murray. They were without Will Barton. That's your starting mm-hmm. point guard and your starting shooting guard. They were Monte Morris had just come back from injury, played great. Um, they were without P.J. Dozier. That's your backup shooting guard. Their rotation in this series was their rotation was Faku Compazzo, who is a <laughs> five foot seven rookie. He was the starting what? point guard tonight <laughs> against Damian Lillard, and it was for every game in the series. Then Austin Rivers, who the team signed right before the playoffs began, they signed Austin Rivers, and he played great in this series. He was and then their out. backup was a guy named Marcus <laughs> Howard. What do you know about Marcus Howard off the top of your head, Nick? And I- <laughs> It is spelled with a K. Like like Faku <laughs> is five foot nine. And you know, he's a rookie, a five foot nine rookie on a two-way deal. Jeez. He played meaningful minutes every single game of the series. When I say meaningful minutes, like 15 minutes per game for the Denver Nuggets tonight. That was their backcourt rotation. Absolutely phenomenal <sighs> that the, the Nuggets were able to get this done. And Jokic 50, 40, 90 on 33 points per game. Just insane. Absolutely insane. There's so much more we can get to, but go listen to Locked On Nuggets. Go listen to Locked On Mavs. Go listen to Locked On Lakers. I'm sure the Cam brothers are having a, a, a good time right now trying, trying to dissect that. Go listen to Brendan Clean, Locked On Suns, all that. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked Man, On NBA. That was, that was fun. Boom. <laughs> that was fun.